my name is Pramit and this place is designed to be a central platform to bring conversations with Kathakars across the globe. The following is a conversation with Nikki Bereja. Nikki is an artist who hails from Delhi and is currently pursuing her postgraduate diploma in screen acting at FTII Pune. She is also a trained Kathak dancer who graduated from St. Stephen's College in 2019, where she acted and directed productions which went on to be showcased at the Old World Collegiate Theatre Festival, Institute of Cervantes, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland, etc. She is trying to be a polymath, finding her meaning and voice through her craft onto the adventure that we call life. Hi, Nikki, and thanks for coming on and reaching out. And just to get started, would love to know, what would you say has been the highlight of your week? My we uh, so we've been doing improv uh, improvs improvisations. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the module that's been going on. And just yesterday, I did an improv which was where the relation. So you get to construct the entire thing yourself. So just yesterday, the improv that I did was one where my sister was also my lover, who was also my best friend, and who was also someone I opened a cafe with. Yes. So I had a very, very good time doing uh, and devising the whole story and I'm quite obsessed with it. And I think that was the highlight of my week. <laughs> and did you kind of have a frame in mind before getting on stage or you kind of constructed that scene by scene as you were there? So improv works a little differently. Like it's mm. an acting class where improvisation is a module. So mm. it's not exactly a scene, neither is it multiple scenes. Uh, what you do is it's it's a Meisnerian improv. So what we did was we had certain conditions that were set to us by our facilitator, and uh, keeping those in mind, we had to devise a backstory. Basically, the relationship that these two people share is extremely essential, and getting the specifics right and the detailing right is extremely important for you to be able to play on authentically and truthfully and honestly when the improvisation starts. So you don't really decide lines or anything of that sort. You only decide the relationship you share and how deep that is and how much detailing you can create in it. Uh, of course, one person is the one who uh, is inside the room or inside the space. And the other person is the one who brings in a want. Hmm. So, uh, so, so there is a want figuring out element as well that one person has to do. Uh, but the whole backstory the the social fabric of uh, the world that they have placed themselves in is something that's devised together and that's really fun so i had a very good time i mean this is my fourth improvisation in the module uh, and i had a very good time doing it like it was it was living a life i really wanted to live at some point hmm. yeah i did improv for a couple of years 2017 2018 just like hmm. we had some adult improv classes around the area and mm-hmm. then my improv classes, there was a Kathak class I was doing and it was clashing with my improv class. And then I just started doing Kathak classes. So that's my huh? background with that. Okay. And to just get into it, Nikki, I wanted to know, like, since you're at the FTII, like the Film and Television Institute of India, what are you studying there? And what, yeah, what is that like? Okay. So like I said, you might have gotten an idea from what I said yes. just now. I am studying screen acting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my I'm technically from the 2020 batch, but our course is kind of like delayed by two years because of the pandemic and we didn't start anything online. And every 
like even the little bit of theoretical part of the course that we did do online was repeated when we came on campus. So, so yeah, uh, I'm studying screen acting, and uh, it's basically the specialization after uh, knowing a little bit about filmmaking because FTI is the Film and Television Institute of India. So, working for the screen, behind the screen, on the screen is our main business. Mm. And it's really, really meaningful for me at this point because, and I'm not just saying it because I want to sound like woke or great or whatever, but I've had a life before this where I didn't find a lot of meaning in, the, in, in, in my days. I didn't find things which were exciting to wake up to, and uh, which is why I decided to make a career in the arts. And FTI happened, so now I'm... I'm really just excited every morning to wake up and go to a class. Like we have these modules where uh, we get to learn a lot of different skills. Our Kalari Paitu module just ended for those who may not know, those of your listeners who don't know. Um, it's a martial art form that, com- that comes from Kerala and it's, it's also considered classical, semi- semi-classical. So we finished that. Right now we're on to Bali Western dance uh sometime back we also did diction like urdu uh was the thing that we were trying to get a grasp on because hindi movies have a lot of urdu words that are used in it so it's something that's a prerogative for an actor to learn so Mm -hmm. just i think i'm just rambling but (laughs) basically it's uh it's it's uh very very enriching to be here Understood. And yeah, don't worry about rambling. It's like an hour. The benefits of talking for an hour is you can just go wherever you want with it. So, and wanted to know, so when, as you're studying screen acting and filmmaking, uh, how does Kathak show up in those spaces? Or how does Kathak show up in your life now? I think it, it shows up more than I had expected it to show up. So, okay. I started learning when I was nine. Mm-hmm. I really loved dancing and I think my parents thought it was appropriate for their daughter to learn a form like Kathak mm-hmm. so I started learning in Kathak Kendra and I think that's been one of the uh, nuggets that I've stuck on to throughout my life um, and right now I think in everything I do I remember there was this one sense memory exercise I was doing and I got a feedback uh, which said that Nikki Johanna who real life may be dancing what that means or what that translates into is that I was basically doing some imagination things like I was picking up some objects and this classmate of mine he just said mm. that you know what in real life also you just dance with your hands like that's your being mm. so it just, it just figures in everything I do uh, because it's so natural for it to show in my body hmm. so yeah understood um yeah i guess you've kind of absorbed kathak in your body for like, being doing it for so long and i and wanted to understand some of this so since on campus i assume you are one of the foremost kathak practitioners there and m- might be one of the few ones there and you know when you show up in general in some spaces where you're the only or something you sometimes mm-hmm. also carry the burden of you know, promoting or like talking about the art form and people form the opinions of the art as a result of what they hear from you. So 
how do you deal with all of that i don't take that pressure mm. <laughs> but <laughs> but 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 it's true uh, yeah. there are hardly any I, i mean i don't know i've not heard of a lot of kathak dancers on campus like yeah. i don't know of them a lot um so i think sometimes it becomes uh, important also okay no let's backtrack a little bit my relationship with kathak has also kind of evolved over years so back in school i uh, like during my late middle school high school years i stopped giving the form the kind of love that it had given me throughout mm. my childhood and i kind of got more interested in say the kind of work that danceworks would do danceworks is a very very uh, well known company in india with that um, uh, teaches street jazz hip hop it's it was started by ashley logo so i was very influenced by these western dance forms and i felt like they had uh, they had a lot more to offer to the body than mm. something like kathak did and i also felt very similar about the other classical forms like a kuchipudi or a, or a bharatnatyam or an odissi so my respect for kathak i had to negotiate at that point so i kind of like let go of it a bit and i stopped valuing what not valuing not stopping but like i stopped paying attention to the value that it had added to my life for a very long time and uh, i think it's in college i went to saint stephen's college i was part of the choreo society it's then that i realized that the nazakat the ada the subtlety that kathak gives you only after you have practiced it for as long as you have mm. that that is so unique to it so it's important not to discount uh, the the relevance of the form right. and also the historicity of the form so since then i can and uh, then after that i continued my education with kathak a bit more and now coming to your question now because i have had that dialogue with myself so much mm-hmm. very recently something very topical happened so i was learning kalvi paltu and my um, guru there was also a bharatnatyam dancer and he asked who all had learned some classical forms so i said i i actually my classmate said that yeah. uh, you know nikki is done kathak and she's doing odissi yeah. so he was like oh nice very nice very nice but instantaneously he said you know i have worked with a lot of contemporary dancers and all those who come from a school of kathak ka learning they don't have that kind of rage in their emotion hmm. and then he started citing examples in terms of the stories that he had done or you know like a krishna radha dynamic or you know small small things like that yeah and at that point i responded to him saying that maybe the range because kathak is kathak hi so kathak right so the stories that kathak is trying to tell are not as uh, are not as unbelievable as the ones that may be in the geeta govindam mm. or uh the ones that are like they're not so supernaturally driven they are mm. more realistic they are more uh subtle they are more about the detail than about the range mm. so the kind of 
layering that gives you that probably a kathakali will not give you <laughs> you know which is so external kathak is so much more internal it's so much more natural realistic if we are looking mm-hmm. at shastriya or like the uh, margi traditions of mm-hmm. uh, performance so i think i have developed a deeper understanding of the form that way i have looked at it academically and now when i have to talk to someone and especially after that dialogue in class uh, people don't engage so much in a in a negative sort of way they just okay. uh, are fascinated by the form itself so understood and you get offers to like learn quote and quote a little kathak from you every now and then from your classmates or has that come up or yeah it does so one will teach them a little bit of satkar or mm-hmm. one will teach them the normal namaskaram but that's the thing with the classical mm-hmm. forms and i struggle with uh, trying to make peace with it myself because yeah. i'm learning odissi right now i've only been learning odissi for a year and that to on an online mode which is nowhere close to learning it the way i learned kathak right. so it's it's very different so getting that language into your body is only going to happen if you do riyaz every day mm. like you have to do it every day otherwise it won't come so even a namaskaram which looks very simple yeah and it's just like simple movements simple uh tram or whatever that itself is not going to flow the way it's supposed to flow if you don't have it in your body mm. so So yeah, I do get these small, tiny offers, but then uh, I think people just drift off after a point. Fair enough, fair enough. You meant, and this is as interesting to me. You said the way you're learning Odissi right now is different from the way you learned Katha. So one aspect of it is online versus in person. Can you go into some other aspects of how it's different? Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> there is this very strong guru shishya bond that mm. uh, I had developed. with my guru and it becomes while i am not so for the parampara because mm. i think that's been abused to a great extent mm-hmm. uh but then again there was merit in it that's why it was there right. in the beginning so i felt my learning there was a lot more driven by passion hmm. and by the relationship that i shared with the guru then with okay this is a class that i have to do because this is the time that i have to log in and i'm going to do it and i'm going to interact with the teacher and that's going to be it you know the <laughs> i think in person and also when you're learning there's a there's a very different feel to it altogether and that's so innate to classical forms i was recently listening to someone's story about i think a musical gharana where they said that the so and so person went to so and so person to learn a so and so bandish and they had to beg them because they weren't willing to give it up yep. they weren't willing to give that kala up mm mm-hmm. so i just think the treatment of the of the art form of the classical form was so much more sacred for me when although i didn't realize it during the process but mm-hmm. now when i look back at it it was so much sacred for me when it was in person with my guruji in mm. the setup that it was i remember i had classes thrice a week mm-hmm. but i would go more than that 
and i would stay longer than the num- the the number of hours that my class used to be I, like i used to work with my seniors work as in i used to stand at the back and just take the class when my seniors were taking the class <laughs> because it just felt uh, like the energy of the f- space just felt like it wanted you there and you wanted to be there now that's something which is very difficult to find a in a different guru mm-hmm. in a different form and in an online mode so it's 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 quite hard that way second is also like small instances of if this is your uh standing position if this is with the aral if this is your main position then if your elbows are down if they are stooping or if this is too here or if your fingers are not fanned out then your guru will do that for you there right you know they can come and correct you yes and either they'll hit your arm or you know that and you know yeah. i am this is so i'm i'm feeling so greatly about this right now because just now my calorie got, module got done and mm. i had such a strong uh, nostalgic feeling overcome me because my guru was my guru at the, and i call him guru i'm not calling him sir because i did feel like that guru wala relationship with him yep so he did that for me right he, I'll, i'll give you one kanna and all of that he did so okay. i i kanna basically means child he's yeah, yeah. malayali mm-hmm. so that if you don't do it like this or you've taken these classes also that so he was just there so that mm-hmm. that sense of learning and finding the right person who you can trust who believes in you who wants you to get better and getting all these through like having a transmission of this energy between mm. the two is hard to find so yeah. and do you think you'll have like um, uh, so with your odc teacher do you think there'll be opportunity to meet them like once a year or once in two years just to get some in- person correction so that's not an option so my odc teacher was uthra antarjanam mm. and i was learning under the world uh, forum for culture and art that yes. uh, art of living foundation ka mm-hmm. initiative or it's the other way around i don't know but yeah. they work together mm-hmm. but my teacher is changing so i'm waiting for the new teacher to okay. arrive and hopefully it'll be of the same kharana but they were from the Mah- Mah- uh, mahapatra uh, you you must have heard of kelu charan i have not i know nothing about odissi so oh okay but, uh, Mah- the mahapatra family is probably the uh, most well acclaimed odissi mm. family that there is so she's a student from that gharana that school only so hopefully we'll get someone from the same gharana and we'll resume soon understood got you and uh, and yeah like i said i know nothing about odissi i was curious about this like in terms of so say you know learning two classical forms if you just started would have been super confusing but now that you have a strong foundation in one you're starting the other uh some things are going to be easy some things are going to be super hard you know the classic example is if a bharatanatyam dancer is learning kathak they're going to have issues with the knees and everything what's been like some classic things you've had to unlearn so to speak or do differently when you're doing odissi so what's really beautiful about odissi is that it has the same uh delicate nature that kathak has like mm-hmm. it has nazakat and that ada which right. works well in my favor uh but the bent legs and the stiffer hands is is something that uh, kathak doesn't have that much however now a small uh, new piece of information 
for you and the listeners would be that uh, I learned Western for mm. a significant amount of time. And right now I'm doing um, uh, salsa, bachata, kizumba, basically the Latin forms. So that sharpness or that stiffness, that one problem, not stiffness, stiffness is the wrong word, that level of body tension, like Kathak has a much lower level of body tension than uh, Odissi. And Odissi has a much lower level of body tension than a Bharatnatyam in my little understanding of these forms. So uh, I think in Odissi, because I, I know how to manipulate my body tension with respect to the Western forms, it doesn't become extremely difficult. What becomes difficult is to sustain it. Like mm. I may get into the posture, right? But will I stay in the posture correctly? That one doesn't know. That is only going to happen with like sitting in a choka for a long time, sitting in a trabhangi for a long time, mm. which is also something that's not happening because in the online mode, your, yes. your teacher is not going to make you sit in a choka for 15 minutes or 20 mm. minutes, which in an offline mode in a place like Puri, for example, like my teacher went to Puri Jagannath to learn. Right. So she learned it in that fashion. Okay. Now, I'm not learning it that way. And I think at least for me, my what I get from my teacher is becomes uh, my primary uh, impulse to act on. Mm. So, yeah. Understood. And what is body tension and how is it different from stiffness? That, that term is new to me. Okay, so there are seven levels of body tension. Oh, wow. uh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, so now this is used in hip hop and street and all those forms a lot. So like a modern dance or a contemporary that's like really flowy, extremely flowy. You'd probably be working at a one or a two level of body tension. Hmm. Mm, something which is kind of groovy, but also like chill, like a lyrical hip hop maybe would be at a three or a four. Hmm. Uh, things like jazz would be higher. So that's how it raises basically like in terms of how sharp your lines need to be mm. or how it's basically a sense of having um, an idea about how how the energy in your body is traveling mm. while you're trying to attempt certain steps of a particular form understood and uh, i guess talking about routines nikki so you have do you know you have to keep up with your SE classes? You might want to practice Kathak every uh, whenever you want to, if that's part of your life. You have your classes to do, any practicals. I heard your classes go run through Saturdays. I assume you're building a portfolio on the side and maybe looking for jobs and figuring that out. So quite a few things to balance. Um, what what does your daily or weekly routine look like? How do you fit everything in? Do you get enough sleep and all that? Would love to know some of that stuff. No, I don't. Okay. Sleep always suffers. No. So basically, we have classes in the morning every day at seven, as I told you. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like a two hour thing, which is a skills practice of okay. sorts. So in the days to come, we'll also have chow, which is, uh, which, which again is one of the classical forms, mm -hmm. a martial art slash dance form of sorts. Then we'll also be having uh, Tai Chi. Uh, we have Indian classical music. So all basically all these tools that an actor may use whenever they need right. it, right? Mm. So that's something that happens right in the morning at, mm. at seven. Then after that, we get a small break where we can wash up, get ourselves some healthy breakfast. And then we have classes through from 10.30 to 
officially till 5:30 but um, mm. then they go on till 8 sometimes <laughs> so it's kind of hard uh we bake bake for lunch in the middle but these classes on a good day can be very rewarding yep on a bad day can be very draining uh but even on a good day can be very draining because you're given a lot in terms of your emotional uh release mm. uh so that's what it generally looks like and then in the evening one either goes for a swim or goes to the gym uh or goes and gets breakfast uh, not breakfast goes and gets uh dinner mm. and uh Yeah, and like I'm also uh, do I, I also have to do like some reading every day, yeah. so that becomes another thing. And then there are lots of things to do. Yeah, I have this big board with like a bunch of things which are on the list. Then when auditions come, one goes and records those because I I it's not so much about cracking an audition as much as it is about to stay in the groove of it. Mm. Because if I don't do that, then things are really off. And then. if i have time in the evening then a skills practice thing happens on my side where either i'd read a play or i'd uh, paint or i'd uh, maybe do some riyaz of like some rag or i'll do kathak mm. or i'll do odissi although i have not done odissi in a while now i'm waiting for my classes to start uh, or maybe the skills practice that we were doing in the morning something like that maybe an extra class is happening so one would go for that so it depends i think also one thing which is very important mm. very very important in yes. the morning before i go to my skills practice i yep. call my mother okay it's essential that i call my mother because um otherwise there's no time mm. and then yeah. i forget to do it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes uh, yeah i have the same with the time zones and everything i have the same issues what i've been doing nowadays is i just send i send a video like whatsapp is a disappearing video so i just send like a vlog thing hey how's it going and i send that to mom and i send it to mom dad and grandma so that's kind of how i've been doing it but yeah i do i try to call them every now and then as well um so then yeah thanks for going through that routine that's kind that kind of helps me put things in perspective what happens where and uh, going into act thing a bit uh, nikki i wanted to understand this so like based on the auditions you've done or like the courses you've been um you kind of touched upon it in pre- uh, previously when you talked about ada and zakat but you know you've seen your peers how they act and the backgrounds they have like could you walk us through some examples like where you saw your dance training come through or there was some edges you had or like something different that you could bring out that others couldn't because they didn't have those experiences would love to kind of walk through an example of that so there are there are a couple of ways in which i can answer this question sure. one would be in terms of the life experience mm-hmm. that it gave me yeah so a big part of my life was learning this activity so a lot of times when you have to come into class you have to bring your own you have to bring things from your own life mm. you have to bring activities from your own life you have to bring conflicts from your own life uh you use your emotional memory a lot so there was this one exercise where we were doing repetition which is again so fti functions on this meisnerian idea of uh acting like a uh, school of acting my listener was just to give a context to your listeners stanislavski is kind of like the father of uh, acting as a discipline mm-hmm. his major student was lee strasberg right 
who developed the method, which is what we call the method acting and Daniel Day Lewis and mm. all that. And from there came three other very popular theater practitioners who have their own schools of thinking, branch okay. out from the same uh, big banyan tree. Uh, there's Uta Hagen, there's Stella Adler, and there's Meisner. Mm. So our school, our college, our institute functions on the Meisnerian thought. Yeah. So where they believe you act truthfully under given imaginary circumstances. Okay. But things that you have lived are the things that you would be able to imagine, or at least close to those things. Those mm. are the ones that would make you believe or be realistic or be truthful hmm. in the moment and also be logical hmm. so i remember there was this one exercise where i was supposed to bring in an activity that i'm doing which is hard for me and uh someone else was supposed to come in with a want hmm. which would either like make me distracted or like move away from my activity now there, the situation we created was, I mean, the situation I created because I was establishing the activity was that I have a Kathak exam, which is tomorrow. And there is a the Basant Tal. <laughs> there is a Basant Tal, which I've never learned. And I have to uh, learn a Bandish in that Tal. And I'm trying to learn it by watching a video. Mm. So that was my exercise. Now that comes only because I had this experience in my life to draw upon from although um, in my feedback I was told that it didn't look hard for me which uh, was both flattering and uh, a note for my acting and my acting choices um, what didn't look hard like preparing for the exam or what was the thing that didn't yeah look? preparing for the exam basically okay so I was supposed to pick a hard activity right okay but a, said, but a, but a bandesh and basantal isn't necessarily hard for you so is that why because it didn't seem hard, although oh. it is because I don't know the Basantar. So okay. of course it was hard for me. But people who are watching this and mm. they know it doesn't look like it was hard for me. So I was like, okay, now what do I do? Mm. So that's that's one that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. In, a, in a more deeper or in a more deeper is incorrect. Yeah. In a deeper or a uh, internal sort of a sense, I think uh, there's a there's a way of carrying myself mm. through my improvs, through whatever activity. And that sense of center, that sense of being uh, comes from whatever learning that Kathak gave me. I think a very big thing is my hands. So mm. most of my time, most of the time, my hands stay like this. Okay, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I've been trying to do that. So they just stay that way. Like even when I was learning Kalari, and there's a move in Kalari which is called Niki Pirata. Like okay. that's the name of the move, which is nice. really funny. But uh, yeah, so in that you have to you have to swing your arm. You yeah. have to take it here. Okay. Okay. So now here, when my arm goes at the top of my head, it now it's supposed to be strong because it's a martial art form. Right. But right. my hand would automatically become this. That's so. So my guru would like hit it mm. and be like, no, it's supposed to be straight. Make sure it's straight. Yeah. So it's kind of like a boon and a bane in its own way. But yeah. I would prefer looking at it as a boon. Yep. So, yeah. I'm low-key jealous because I'm trying to figure that whole thing out because I've been doing it this so far. And now I'm now my teacher's telling me I have to do a little bit of this. So it's going to be fun it'll to happen. figure that out. Yeah. It'll happen. As Like if you start living it, no, it'll happen. I have one more thing. This Go is a very it. interesting story. 
So uh, in fifth grade, I was um, being felicitated in college, in school, sorry, a fifth grade, how can you be college? My brain is just... So I was in school and we were, I was the president of the theater society. So we had this investiture ceremony where we were in a line. So I was the theater society president and everyone else behind me was a member. You were the president in fifth grade. Am I getting that right? Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting okay. that right. Basically cool. it was a junior school. Awesome. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was fun. So I went in and, um, we had to pretend as though we were getting the badges, like mm. the state with the badges. So you have those drills, right? Before the final investiture ceremony. So I have gone and every time I've gone and I, I've put my hands like this mm. to take the uh, imaginary whatever. And after that, I've been made fun of by this by by a couple of my friends. Like someone, some random person who doesn't talk to me, like my batch, my schoolmate, my mm. class, uh, batchmate. She came. She's like, "Can you show me your hands? Like, how do you take the thing?" So it's like like this. And then she looked at basically the guy who had sent her, and then they laughed. So mm. it's it's really something that comes into your body, mm. and then you live with it. Mm understood yeah those are pretty cool examples thanks for walking through so many aspects of it as well <laughs> well done on the answer and again the next thing i want to talk about is you know the video on your bio which is deep jale and the uh, what i liked about it there's so many ways to enjoy it you could just you could just listen to the song or you could just you know watch the film or you could just like skip to the whole middle where you're dancing and just go over that or just look at the dynamic between you and the lady there and yeah there's so many you know the, the first comment on it is pretty interesting because it helps you understand how to interpret it as well but i wanted to understand your aspect of that video so yeah for even for context it's on nikki's bio it's called deep jale if you literally put it on youtube it shows up as the first video which is good and mm. uh, so i wanted to know like what was your uh, what is the process of you creating that choreography and working with the different people involved there would love to know some of that oh yeah that's also kind of like a nice story so i uh it starts at a note which will not make a lot of sense to you but mm -hmm. let's go ahead uh so i don't like to stay in town on my birthday <laughs> and i prefer kind of like running away so i was in rajasthan and i was mm -hmm. traveling yep and i thought i'm gonna do this whole pushkar uh, Jodhpur, Jaisalmer thing. And then came this call for a student project uh, that required a Kathak dancer. Mm. I was like, okay, this looks interesting. Actually, it was forwarded to me by a friend. And where do these calls come from? Is it like online bulletin somewhere or is it like a bulletin on the board in campus or? No, nothing like that. It's okay. just random. Social okay. media, your contacts. It's a very unstructured business okay. from it. All right. <laughs> Go for it. So, I just got a call, like a poster, which is a casting call poster. And um, I thought, uh, okay, uh, this looks fun. Let's mm. see whether it pays and whether it's worth my while. Mm. So I texted them and they responded. And then I sat with uh, this uh, lady, Navika, who, mm. was, who had the idea. And she told me about the entire idea and just sounded very breezy and beautiful. Mm. So I was like, okay, if the treatment of it is going to be the way that she's talking about it, also because I don't have a Kathak video as such, I have my stage performances. Yeah. This could be like a nice uh, resource mm -hmm. to put in my, in my uh, portfolio or in my reel, either way. 
Yeah. So uh, I spoke to them over a period of time and over over maybe a week or something. I got an idea of where these people are coming from. Also because it's a student project. Yeah. The relatability is kind of kind of like better and stronger because mm-hmm. you know where these people are coming from. Jamia is also a film school. Lots of great people came out of Jamia. Kabir Khan came out of Jamia. Um, masscom filmmaking mm. course. So I thought it would be interesting to work with them. So I came back just to shoot that video right. on the twenty first, I think. Okay. And uh, Sunena, who is actually a Kathak Indra senior, mm. she's done her diploma, uh, postgraduate diploma from Kathak. She was yeah. consulting on the choreography. Okay. And the entire like the Sufistic. approach to even the camera because if you see the parts where i am there the camera is kind of like hazy and the parts where my elder version is there it's yeah. absolutely clear so okay. even that sense of nostalgia that reminiscent sort of a feeling that they are yes. trying to create goes beautifully with this sufi soft um mm. emotion that we are trying to convey mm. so we shot it in chunks in different different locations and i think the prompts were mostly given by again my director mm-hmm. who who gave me a sense of where she's which part of the song is she trying to fit this part in mm-hmm. and then we just ended up like doing a lot of montages here and there okay. it was also beautiful kind of like devising a few pieces like that i, I don't know how well uh, you remember the song but there's this bit where i have a flower in my hand and i'm opening it up and then it goes down my cheek so that was a very beautiful thing that was collaborative like mm. we kind of came up with it together uh, there were different different spots where just like the spaces were given and then i was let loose i was like told right. to do whatever i want mm-hmm. so it felt like a fish out of water okay nice. and how long did it take for you to do the whole thing two days okay got gotcha. you yeah. <laughs> understood All right. Yeah, thanks for taking us behind that. So, do you have like like B-roll footage of you just dancing for like the two days or something like that? Or I don't have it because okay. uh, <laughs> because Jamia is a little protective about their yeah, footage. But I think those those uh, folks did have it when they were editing it out oh, because okay. there were times where I was just spinning and spinning yeah. and spinning and spinning, and they were trying to get the shot right. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be fun to see, but I understand if they're secretive about <laughs> it. Um, so I guess coming to my last question, Nikki, looks like we kind of discussed everything. Like, say, um, like what you said about you know feeling distant from Kathak in your teenage, and that's kind of fairly common in any thing in the sense where when you're in your teenage, you kind of move away from certain things, and then you might come back to it, and you might not. So I guess for anyone who's in your spot, or even say a younger version of you. What would you tell them if they're having those thoughts about you know not feeling Kathak? It doesn't work with my friend dynamic. I want to do something quote unquote cooler. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. What would you tell a younger version of you or like some teenagers who are going through the same thing? I'd say don't leave it. I'd say that mm-hmm. if if you're feeling that way, just start looking at Kathak at that point because anything I'm going to say at this point is not going to change right, the so. way you feel because of your because of the dynamic or the context that you're living in mm-hmm. so just look at kathak as a skill set that you've added to your uh, repertoire of different skills that you may be learning so mm-hmm. just continue with it as that if 
don't let go of it and don't uh, uh, don't not pay attention to it even if you don't love it at this mm-hmm. point just just stick with it for a bit it's going to get better and you're going to find the beauty in it it's like it's like find finding out later that this is what i want to do in life mm-hmm. and you did have hints of that during your schooling maybe it's uh, you liking history maybe it's you liking a particular sport maybe it's you liking debating so wanting to do lot later mm-hmm. but it's like a small seed so eventually you will realize that it's it's uh, it's only it's it's it, it, it has so much more value than mm-hmm. you attach to it mm-hmm. and one thing i didn't mention earlier was i think there was a there was a little bit of bullying also that happened that yep. oh mujra uh, karte mm-hmm. ho tum uh, notch girls kind of narrative so yeah. that kind of made me feel a little worse because you see the portrayal of those who do kathak in cinema whether it's a madhuri dikshit in devdas yeah or or it's the uh, dipika padukone and bajiram astani mm. now in all these performances they are reduced to a performer and one that is of entertainment mm. not one even in umrao jaan to an extent mm. so you will eventually see that it's something that you love and mm. you get a great deal of satisfaction from practicing it and it's not so much about doing it for an audience it's more about the feeling that you get mm-hmm. and i'll tell you very recently what happened so i went back to delhi for kathak uh, for uh, diwali and mm-hmm. i was getting extremely nostalgic about being inside a kathak class and learning classical again because we were doing this culinary module so i was in delhi only for 3 days from it and i still went and i met my guruji in kathak kendra and i did a two hour class uh, one day before the rally because it just felt like that space was mm. so pulling understand and i think that's that those are probably the happiest moments i had throughout my diwali yeah. trip okay so just basic, basic advice is just like hang in there and don't leave the skill even mm. if you don't love it right now that's fair that's fair hang in there that's kind of generally good life advice <laughs> as well <laughs> so yeah uh, nikki kind of that kind of wraps this up thanks a lot for coming on, coming on and i would definitely say my the highlights for me were when you talked about when you talk about your acting class or when you talk about how kathak shows up in different aspects and like just slight things like how your wrist moves and everything so yeah thank you so much for coming on this is fun thank you i also had a really good time i hope the listeners had a good time <laughs>